Hello, and welcome to Father Luke's homilies. This homily was preached in the Catholic parish of Brandon and Milden Hall for the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year A. I pray that this homily is of some help to you. God bless you. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, if your brother does something wrong, go and have it out with him alone, between your two selves. If he listens to you, you have won back your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you. The evidence of two or three witnesses is required to sustain any charge. But if he refuses to listen to these, report it to the community. And if he refuses to listen to the community, treat him like a pagan or a tax collector. I tell you solemnly, whatever you bind on earth shall be considered bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be considered loosed in heaven. I tell you solemnly once again, if two of you on earth agree to ask anything at all, It will be granted to you by my Father in heaven, for where two or three meet in my name, I shall be there with them. The Gospel of the Lord. We are not on our own. All the readings this weekend speak to us about how we engage and relate to others. And the gospel especially deals with this issue of reconciliation. For a Christian, reconciliation and forgiveness, these things are not optional extras. They're essential. There is, however, I think, a a trap that many people can fall into, which confuses um, reconciliation with um, kind of just simply papering over the cracks. You know, when someone has been hurt, when some um, evil has been done, when some problem arises, it must be dealt with appropriately. Reconciliation does not mean saying that something doesn't matter. It does not mean that saying everything's okay when it's not. If something does not matter, then you don't need reconciliation. No. Forgiveness occurs when something did really happen, something did really matter, and you're going to deal with it and end up loving and accepting one another anyway. And that's why the sound advice, the recipe, if you like, for reconciliation, which Jesus gives us in today's gospel, is spot on. Jesus offers this threefold approach to reconciliation. First, a personal approach. Go and have it out amongst yourselves. Jesus is saying there's no need to broadcast the offence. There's no need to stick it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or talk about it with your friends. First off, go and see the person and sort it out. 
If the person listens, repentance and reconciliation occurs and we have regained our brother or our sister. Now, of course, confronting someone can be difficult. It's easy to get a negative reaction. So then Jesus gives this um, second approach or bit of advice. Um, Take one or two others along with you. Now, these people may not have witnessed the offence, but what they are are witnesses to the very real effort of reconciliation, of sorting out the problem. Finally, and only after other avenues have been exhausted, the one who has been offended should tell the community, the Christian community, the church. Remember, this advice is what Jesus is offering to how his followers should deal with disputes. It's kind of a a virtual handbook, if you like, for life in the early church, the early Christian community. Now, if the offended will not even listen to the church, then an extreme penalty is envisaged. To be treated as a tax collector or a pagan. In other words, to be made an outcast. Excommunication. Not very fashionable, is it? Probably don't like that term. But what what alternatives are there, actually? If there is real evil involved and a refusal to face that, then that refusal means a break in communion. Now, reconciliation can only come after the problem has been faced. So the harsh penalty of excommunication is medicinal as well. It might actually do the trick and get the sinner to wake up, face up to the truth, and return to God's mercy, celebrated in the church. Now, rarely do we have to go through a a process like this now, but these truths still do um, play out in our lives, and they apply um, particularly to the confessional. You know, the Christian life is never just me and Jesus, but us and Jesus. Remember, we do not pray my Father in heaven, but our Father in heaven. Sin always has a a personal and a a communal dimension, even if we cannot immediately um, perceive that. Because we're all joined as Christians to Christ's body, one body. We are one family as the church. So what we do, however big, however small, affects the whole. The sacrament of reconciliation is exactly that. Not only are we reconciled to God, but the relationship that is damaged by sin is reconciled in the church. By going to the priest who acts not just on behalf of Jesus, but also on behalf of the church family, the church community, confession reconciles us to God and to each other. We are not on our own. A personal relationship with God is is crucially important, but it can never be at the expense of our communal relationship, vice versa. Love of God and love of neighbour go hand in hand. 
Pope Benedict XVI once reminded young people at a World Youth Day that we cannot follow Jesus on our own. Anyone who would be tempted to do so on his or her own or to approach the life of faith with that kind of individualism so prevalent today will risk never truly encountering Jesus or will end up following a counterfeit Jesus. We are not on our own. Human beings are fundamentally social beings. Even the most introvert of us need other people. We need relationships, the love and support of our our family and our friends. And this is why I think social distancing is difficult and so painful For the best will in the world, to be socially distant from another is to go against our our basic human drive to be with others, to exist in relationship, in communion. In this time of of isolation, pandemic and, and distance, it becomes ever more important to remember that we're not on our own. We matter to one another. What we do, how we love, how we live matters. The church continues to be our family, our identity, and our home. So however socially distant we might be at times, brothers and sisters, let us remember we are not on our own. Thank you for listening to my homily podcast. For more information about the Catholic Parish of Brandon and Mildenhall in the UK, then please visit our website at stthomas-stjohnparish.com. That's stthomas-stjohnparish.com. Alternatively, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash bmrcparish. To follow me on social media, go to my Twitter handle at fatherlukeg, that's F-R-Luke. G. If you'd like to read pastoral and theological reflections, then check out my blog at fatherlukegoymore.com. That's frlukegoymore.com. Hope this podcast has been of some use to you and helps to nourish you in your journey of faith. God bless you.